Hey guys, and welcome to our podcast. My name is Savannah, and I'm in Miss Carr's six-hour English 4 class. Something interesting about me is that my house recently got hit by a tornado. I'm Lexi, and I'm also in Miss Carr's six-hour senior high English class. One of my favorite things is coffee. I drink way too much coffee. But now that you know a little bit about each of us, let's jump into our first topic of today's podcast. Today we're going to talk about the world's top two serial killers. First up, we have Ted Bundy and then Harold Shipman, otherwise known as Dr. Death. We think this is a really interesting and fascinating topic to talk about and look into. We feel that by knowing more about serial killers and why they do what they do and how they got away with it for so long, we can help prevent these things from happening more. Fair warning though, the information we are about to tell you can be very explicit and not appropriate for young viewers. The first thing we are going to talk about is how Ted Bundy murdered his victims and the things he did to them. For many years, he would lure girls in, then kidnap and rape them, and once he was done with that, he would murder them and dispose of their bodies. How many years did this go on? That we know of, this went on for about two years. Oh wow, how many girls did he kidnap and murder? He confessed to kidnapping, raping, and murdering 30 girls and women. That's a lot of murders in two years. How did he get away with it? He escaped from prison twice, and he would constantly change his appearance, like his hair, clothes, and facial hair. That's pretty smart. So how did he kidnap his victims? After hitting his victims, he would immobilize them with handcuffs and force them into the vehicle. Bundy had to remove the passenger seat and often store it in the back seat or truck, leaving an empty space on the floor for his victim to lie out of sight as he drove away. How did he dispose of the bodies after he was done? He hid them on mountains, canyons, forests, and even buried some. He also left some out in the open. He confessed to throwing some in rivers and would sometimes keep the victim's body parts as souvenirs. That's super creepy and weird. So how did he get caught? Bundy was arrested by a Utah Highway Patrol officer. The officer had observed Bundy cruising through a residential area and preed on hours. Bundy fled the area at a high speed after seeing a patrol car. Well, that was a dumb way to get caught. Next, we're going to discuss his trials and what happened to him after he was caught. Ted Bundy was sentenced to 15 years in prison, but managed to escape twice. How did he escape, and how long did he escape for? First was on June 7, 1977, where he jumped out of a window in court and fled to the mountains and hid out in a cabin he broke into. He was caught when he tried to come back into town and was taken into custody on June 13th. Second was on December 30th, where he had climbed through the ducking systems in the jail and dropped into one of the jailer's apartments that wasn't home. He put on some of his clothes and walked out like he was a civilian. Then he fled to Colorado, where he killed two more women and then was arrested again in Florida for a stolen vehicle on February 15th. Dang, that's crazy, but kind of smart. How long did he stay in jail after that? He was in prison for two years after that until he was found guilty of first-degree murder of multiple people and was sentenced to death in the electric chair in 1979. Then in 1980, he was convicted of kidnapping and first-degree murder and was sentenced to death again. On January 24, 1989, he was strapped into the electric chair in Florida State Prison where he was killed. Wow. Yeah, I know. He had one crazy case. But now it's time for a short commercial break. Thank you.
Now we're back, and our next topic we're going to discuss is Harold Shipman, aka Dr. Death, the world's number one serial killer. Dr. Death is the most notorious and prolific serial killer, being rated the number one serial killer of all time. How many people did he heal? He killed around 250 people in a period of 13 years. Have you seen the new movie on Netflix about Ted Bundy? No, what's it called? Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile, which stars Zac Efron as Ted Bundy. What's it about? It's about how a single mother, Liz, falls for Bunny and refuses to believe the truth about his crimes for years. It's based on Ted Bundy's true story. It's very interesting hearing about Bundy's story and seeing it from his point of view. It'll give you a better insight on the way he did things and why he did them rather than just hearing about it from us or reading about it. It also provides you with a visual. We highly recommend that you guys watch it if you get the chance. That's a lot of deaths in 13 years. What type of people did he go after? His main targets for his murders were elderly female patients who typically lived alone and were already in poor health. How old was his youngest victim? His youngest victim was a 41-year-old man named Peter Lewis, and his oldest victim was a 93-year-old woman named Annie Cooper. Dang, so he really did go after older women. Yeah, I guess he did. How did he get away with it for so long? He was the town doctor in Hyde, Manchester. Everyone there trusted him and went to him for medical purposes. No one thought that he was killing his patients. So, how did he kill his victims? He would typically make home visits to check up on his patients, and once inside their homes, he would inject them with deadly amounts of heroin and then sit there with them until they died. Oh dang, that's intense. How did he get away with it for so long if he did it so often? He would tell their families false information about how they died that would give them other reasons so they didn't need to go to a corner. Then he would cremate the bodies to leave no evidence of how they died that might lead back to him. Wow, he was really smart and technical about how he did that. I know! Now let's talk about how he got caught in his trials. He continued on with this for many years before someone got suspicious and said something to the authorities that led him to getting arrested and sent to prison. So who turned him in? One of his patient's daughters, Kathleen Grundy, was quite suspicious when she saw that her mom's will stated that all of her estate was left to Harold Shipman. She challenged the will and took it to the authorities to be examined and looked into. What did the authorities do after hearing that? They took her mom's body from the doctor and examined it to find a large trace of heroin still in her system. They then took Dr. Shipman into custody for the murder of Kathleen's mom. Did they find out about any of the other murders he committed? After lots of research and looking into all the deaths associated with the doctor, they convicted him of 15 murders and sentenced him to life in prison. Did they ever find out about any of the other ones? They continued to look into his work and his patient's records for a few years after until they suspected that he had committed over 250 murders within the past 14 years. Oh, wow. Do you know if he ever confessed to any of the murders? He never confessed to any of them or confirmed that he had played any part in any of it. 
When did he get taken into custody? He was arrested on September 7, 1998, and went to prison to only kill himself in his jail cell six years later in 2004. He committed suicide in prison? How did he do that? The guards were doing their routinely checks when they walked up to his cell and saw him hanging from the ceiling. Wow, that's a crazy situation. And to think that he got away with it for so long before he was caught is even crazier. Along with the fact that it wasn't even that long ago that all this was happening. Just barely over 20 years. You're telling me. I'm glad that nothing like that has ever happened to me or anyone I know. Me too. But now it's time for another short commercial break. Stay tuned to hear us finish out this podcast and listen to our final thoughts on this horrific topic. The world is a crazy and scary place and bad things happen all the time. Pepper spray is a good thing to have to be prepared for the worst. Pepper spray is a good safety thing to have to help you get out of bad situations. You can buy pepper spray at any of your local convenience stores. Make sure you spray them in the face. Try to aim directly for the eyes for the best results. It causes a burning sensation and temporary blindness that can last from 30 to 45 minutes, depending on how strong the spray is. Not every spray is the same, so be sure to check the amount of oils in the one you get. If you're wanting one that'll cause more damage, get one that has a stronger and larger amount of those oils. Protect yourself and fight back with pepper spray. Welcome back. I'm Savannah and this is Lexi. It's so crazy how these guys got away with these murders for so long. I know. It's always somebody you never suspect, like your next door neighbor. Your teacher, or maybe even your doctor. I mean, the best serial killers are the ones who hide it very well. That's very true. Anyway, we appreciate you guys listening into our podcast. We hope you learned some new and interesting facts about the world's two most well-known serial killers. We hope you enjoyed listening in, and we'll tune in for our future podcast. Have a great day, and watch your backs. You, you never, never know who could be plotting, plotting your death. death.